Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the NXT review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Deadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we're not only the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on WrestleCoach. As I said, they're joined by Hanfel and Sidgwick to review NXT and a heartbreaking episode in, in many respects, Hanfel. I was shaking watching this this morning, quite frankly. I live by the sea, but if there's another body of water, there'd be a quake by the lake because I was absolutely shivering and shaking, excited to get into work to talk to this, talk to you two about this episode, but watching sort of impending doom of one of our favourites, this was kind of the best of what we all watched this for. Like, I don't know what our job is here. Is it to recap this show for people that watched and want our opinions? <laughs> or is it for us to inform and educate like the BBC and entertain, naturally, uh, on filling in the gaps of what people might have caught on YouTube or simply not bothered watching to tune into our podcast instead? We can give them both with this one. This is one of those episodes where they've given so much to us so we can give back. Uh, just so good. Like a genuine heartbreaking moment on this show. Look, uh, you couldn't see coming. That was the thing. That was nope. the thing. It just completely like took my breath away, and it was the yeah. It was just awful. It's just upsetting. Twelve months ago, and one day, one of my very favorite ever Michael Sidgwick uh, victory laps, so well deserved as well, richly deserved. When CM Punk pulled that dog collar out yeah. of the box and said, "MJF, will you be my Valentine?" Very deserved victory lap for my esteemed colleague. But this... Kinky yet, little collar as well, he had. It was time. indeed. Yet again, conclusive proof that NXT better. Because <laughs> none of us could have seen this coming. There wasn't a victory lap we could have taken. No. Because yeah. we just couldn't have imagined the twists and turns this would go on. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I just, you know, we're kind of the first guys to uh, <laughs> review NXT. I, kind of I, the I'm, I'm going to try and find a podcast today that genuinely, seriously reviews this segment by segment. How, how I would they do it? I don't imagine... It, and then uh, got to the door, and uh, it's all going well. We'll get to it. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, let's dive straight into this uh, with the only match that I thought was genuinely really quite good. Uh-huh. Uh, on, well, I don't know why I'm so surprised by it. Tyler Beat is obviously a brilliantly talented individual, uh, and Grayson Waller is one of our favourites. Yeah. And yeah, 
one of the real stars of NXT in the in the past year or so. Um, so obviously this is Tyler Beard defending uh, the honor of HBK. Um, Grayson Waller's just being a, I mean, prick, isn't he? Basically, is he, the moment he walks yeah. out there, um, and he jumps bait to start the match, uh, choking him on the ropes, <laughs> shouting that Shawn Michaels bet on the wrong horse. Uh, but then Tyler Bate, in a brilliant comeback, grabs his own foot and swings it into Grayson Waller's face. Hits a drop kick that gets a near fall, uh, as well as a standing shooting spot star press from uh, Tyler Bate. They spill to the outside. Waller does one of his, I love his convoluted things that actually does end in something mint. His finisher is one. This one, he went out to the floor, then jumped back in, baseball slid out, and then just took Tyler Bates' head <laughs> off with a lariat. Uh, Such an arsehole. There's yeah. no point to this, but his character is yeah. of this empty, vacant idiot who just wants to do things and go viral on social media. <laughs> like he's made somewhat credible the stupidity that plagues Pretty much all of wrestling at this point. Mm. We've got this. Me and Cedric had this bit. Uh, R.I.P. The old pool table in the old office when we used to play every lunchtime. And uh, Cedric had this fantastic bit where I yeah, have a look at this. And then like the shot was preposterous <laughs> afterwards. Like, yeah, have a look at this. Ball flies off the table out the window or something like that. That's Grayson Waller. Yeah. And somehow he's justifying the thing at the end being decent. Yeah. Like, it's like like double down on how much of an arsehole you are. Like, yeah, look at this. <laughs> flip, 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 flip. I watched... Um, the algorithm on YouTube just gave me, like, oh, look at this amazing shot from Ronnie O'Sullivan. And he hit, like, the very edge of the ball, and it did this, like, crescent like crescent moon mm. thing and hit a ball in. And because I'm an arsehole, <laughs> I watched that and went, I'm going to do that in the office tomorrow. <laughs> and I did it, and it did nothing happen. Here, look at this. Here, look at this. Smash the ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that takes us to a break. When we come back, uh, Tyler Bate does his... Don't know what you call it when he springs on ah, <laughs> <laughs> and that is why I'm not a wrestler. I'm busting myself open there. Look, hardware blood on the other pod. Yeah, um, I don't know what he what you'd call it where he just sort of springs off with his neck off oh, the ropes. It's just incredible strength and agility of that weird shaped man that Tyler <laughs> Bate is, I suppose. So he comes back, takes over, uh, flying up a cut side suplex. Uh, gets a cradle, but Waller kicks out. He hits him with an airplane spin, another near fall. Then Waller fights back and sets up for a sweet chin music. That's all the crowd like, boom! Um, bait blocks it, of course. Hits him with a super kick of his own. Goes to recover, but Waller just grabs the rope. Um, he gets a two count after getting a handful of trunks, does Grayson. Um, Bait does like a sunset flip into the ring, but Waller drops to his knees uh, and hooks his legs for a cover whilst grabbing the ropes. The ref spots this, though, breaks the count. Tyler Bate reverses it. One, two, three. Grayson Waller can't believe it. He protests the ref, and immediately after this, I'll mention it now so we can talk about it in the grand scheme of things going forward, he kicks off, trashes the gorilla position where Shawn Michaels and... Matt Bloom. Matt Bloom. Coach Bloom. I was going to call him... Tensai or whatever. <laughs> He's there and uh, Waller gets, well, chucked out and, and more on this a little bit later on, I suppose. Yeah. I um, I know I don't always sound the most enthusiastic about Tyler Bate on these podcasts, which will definitely scan as unfair because God, he can goo. He can more than goo. Oh, yeah. But he's one of the biggest victims of the fact that he can goo being the reason to never really give him a story, never give him any sort of justification for why he, why he need be so good. Save for the odd title match for typically meaningless belts, mm. which is also the problem. There was story attached to this. It wasn't his, but there was story attached to this, and it made it infinitely better. You got to enjoy Tyler Bates' really great and crisp work mm. that had so much more of a purpose because it fed into this 
bigger and grander Grayson Waller story, which I think feels like they're really building some momentum with. Grayson Waller, to use another CM Punk MJF callback, actually, is right now a less famous Miz, but he's far better at playing this, like, rebel with a cause than Miz ever was when they were doing, like, awesome truth stuff. And he was, yeah. Yeah. like, Miz was trying to rage against Triple H's machine. You just couldn't buy it at all. Grayson Waller's pretty convincing. Um, we, I can't believe I'm going to say this. We were talking about this over the desks this morning, mm-hmm. and there has been a legitimate gripe that Waller has had, not just with Shawn Michaels, but with how preposterous the NXT in-universe is for months, months and months and months. He's ripped the piss out of this thing, right? And he doesn't need to win to make his point. If anything, the losses are things that he's able to brush aside, not because he's not up to the standard, but because he feels like this ludicrous system and circus that he is a part of is working against him. So it's quite narratively tight. And when you put that up against somebody as good as Tyler Bate, it's like, mate, you've been beaten because you're just inferior to him. Look, here's all this evidence that you're an inferior wrestler, but the story is, in so- just like Bron Breaker, you are just not as strong and as tough as Bron Breaker. You are just not as technically proficient as Tyler Bate. So it's kind of all in service of it. I think this is really clicking. This is... By far the best thing on NXT on an earnest level for all of the reasons my esteemed colleague has just outlined. Like, I really am into the story. I suspect Shawn Michaels is coming out of retirement unsanctioned. He's got his little workarounds, hasn't he? Oh, it's the greatest hits. Just imagine. I've got my jeans on. Yeah, a classic rock band. He used the analogy himself, Shawn Michaels. Oh, imagine it's like Kiss coming back. You're not going to get any new stuff. Just consider this a greatest hits set. This can be as unsanctioned. I'm not coming back to wrestle. I'm coming back to fight. It's going to be a brawl and all the rest of it. He is such a masturbatory booker, Shawn Michaels, but this has got an actual purpose if the story is about Shawn Michaels and not getting his underlings to do what Shawn Michaels does or used to do. This match was inspired matchmaking. Like, you've got a guy who's such a witty wrestler, Tyler Bade, to the extent that he can do slapstick, but he can also just out-wrestle anyone and is very, very clever and savvy. And you've got a guy who just can send himself up with no abandon whatsoever, and I thought they meshed together really well to tell a nice story. Mm. This was, with one other exception, the only earnestly good thing on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll get to him uh, cutting another promo on HBK a little bit later. Um, but then it was time for the... Oh, God, it's hard to go back to this. First step on the show-long arc of mm-hmm. the date. Um, Boris, no, so Wanks-a-Lot is nervous, and Boris Johnson's there, uh, and uh, he's like, how are you feeling about tonight? He's like, I'm nervous, man. I'm, You know, I've never... And he's like, hey, 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 don't worry about it. There's plenty of 22-year-olds who've uh, never hit a home run, so to speak. And he's like, yeah, I've, I've never been on base. No. You could probably say it better, but he said, You never even kissed a girl! Uh, <laughs> but he says, oh, Don't worry about it. Look, regardless of that, um, here's what you need to do it's the, it's the 90 10 rule. You go 90% of the way, she comes 10%. And uh, so Wanks are like, just, just can't get this. So they go to demonstrate it. And then bloody Fallon Henley walks in and is like, What's going on, guys? Two, uh, two blokes sharing a kiss. What's wrong with that? Yeah. yeah. Um, like legitimately, I didn't like that. that There's was the one bit, bit of dialogue yeah. that I didn't like. Kind of help themselves, kind of. No, no. So uh, he explains. Van is like, "You've never kissed a girl." And again, well, it's not. It's not even the show to get into it because NXT is just a law unto itself. But he's like, Shh, "Don't tell anyone." Anna, <laughs> Anna, yeah. and they acknowledge that the camera yeah. is there later on. Doesn't matter. We'll allow it. For no, this. it does matter. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, Fallon's going to say something about the whole Kiana, Zach thing. Um, but, you know, so Wanks a lot so excitedly nervous, you know, Valentine's dream come true, potentially. Uh, and she's like, ah, you know what? I can't, no, I'll bite my tongue again. Uh, and she just gives him the advice that if a girl's playing with her keys as he walks her to her door, she wants she wants the kiss. And, uh, yeah, off goes Sir Wanks a lot. Never heard that one. Yeah. Almost like they lined up a shot later on <laughs> that needed, like, what have we got in the back pocket? Yeah, we no. can do, like, zooming on with three cameras. <laughs> I love this so much. I love the Cowboys earnestly now. Like, I, I never thought I would ever pitch this match yeah. again. Cowboys, Gallusford, or Bailton. Like, I want the Cowboys to win the titles. I want all four of them to be able to clink the titles together. The bit where, I compared this to being, being the elite in the office, the bit where, like, he's up in his face for the kiss tees, and he's like, that's not a ten, that's a seven and a half. I was like... That's really funny. That's how have you done this? How have you found an actual joke in this otherwise complete joke of a story and complete joke of a characters? They are having the times of their lives doing this stuff and it radiates through the, the whole scene as well. Into it. I'm earnestly into it. I'm <laughs> desperate to know where it goes next. We're debating like how this turns yeah. out for these idiots. And, and uh, well, I think I might have spotted something that, uh, well, I'll save it. I'll save it for later on because uh, then we go to... Are we going to do this? Yeah. Okay. There's a guy. And he's, uh... He's done under a street light. Talking about, uh, what happened at Vengeance Day. <laughs> Who is it? But of course, it is... Apollo Crews. So it's coming a new side to the uh, to the app. That's right. We are David Gare now, apparently. <laughs> Tim Johnson, CFOs, far up. Um, we're getting closer each. Anything else on the screen? Just describe to the listeners what you're currently looking at. It is a selection of buttons for drums, bass, melody, and then one line of brown buttons that say the word far, and if you press it. Poo rains down. <laughs> Any first-time listeners yes, please, please. who have made it this far, oh, we are not God. insinuating that Apollo Crews is crap at wrestling. No, absolutely we are not. Quite not. instead insinuating that because he gave Grayson Waller red eye once that he... Grayson Waller... He, he, Apollo Crews can see in the future with his eyes, but Grayson Waller wants target the eyes. Apollo Crews' eyes went pink, so we suggested that he developed pink eye based on the old-fashioned rumour that if you farted on somebody's pillow, they would wake up with pink eye. Ergo, Apollo Crews farts. Yeah. If you anyway. can't make sense of that, that's on you. <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> Anyways, so he's talking about... Obviously, Six months ago. Yeah. David <laughs> attack from the uh, premium live event. Talks about feeling the hug, seeing the smile, and then everything going dark. And it's a Dabakato turning on him, etc., etc. Um, and he just asked Dabakato, why? There's no call, no text. I tuned in the next week and you didn't explain why. You know, we shared all this together. We shared the road together. We shared moments. We shared family time together. Well, you may have your reasons and now I have mine. Doesn't matter about the past or the future. All I'm focused on now is revenge. Doesn't matter about the future why you're so bothered about seeing into it. You should be using that power rather than abusing it. Surely you already know the reasons. You're just not telling us. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Apollo Crews on this show, 
but I don't have very high hopes for the match. And it's made me realise that the point of Apollo Crews is they kind of build to a match that you want to watch. And I don't know if it's in the shadow of the Vengeance Day thing being disappointing or the fact that he's... He's not, had more than one. He's not going to get much out of Dabakato. I'm not massively feeling this yet. He's better on TV when he, ha- when he works a match that's like really w- built. Mm. I was going to say well built. Mm. When it's built and promoted mm. and it's part of a big storyline, he's with the ending, he's with the landing on uh, more than one. Mm. So... It's Dabakato. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> then it was time, and this had been teased throughout the show, from the beginning of the show, really, that JC Jane was heading to the ring to explain her actions. And she gets the big toxic entrance uh, and says, the toxic attraction story ended last week, but now the JC Jane story can begin. It's all about me. I've been the talk of NXT, not Roxy, not, not Braun, not Mellow, and damn sure not Gigi. Uh, my name's on the tip of everyone's tongue. Uh, everyone's been asking if I regret stomping Gigi's skull in. And the only thing I regret is not pulling the trigger sooner. Uh, she says, look, I've watched this a thousand times, but uh, guess what's better than that? A thousand and one. And we see it again, a full montage with it. Looped of her just stomping on Gigi's face as part of Ding Dong Hello, of course. Um, and it comes back to JC. She goes, oh, boo-hoo. Uh, you know, each and every one of you yep. said, mm-hmm. do you really have to kick her that hard? And she said, yes. Um, everyone seems to think she, she's the victim, but uh, anyone with more than two brain cells, which uh, <laughs> rule out each and every one of you here, um, re- will make you realize that uh, Gigi did you know, half the work and took all the credit. Uh, everyone's going to see who Janetti. I mean, Gigi. Ah, that's the one thing. Raging we missed it. The one cliche we yeah. missed during our extended bit Kind of no excuse considering this. I know, I feel like a terrible analyst. Less, fear more. We've, we've plotted this before, yeah. but uh, yeah, we're all going to see if what she is going forward, basically. Um, she's got the most important thing she's going to ever have to say. Screw you! Uh... She's always been seen for the last few years as the one who didn't belong the third wheel. Well, she is the last woman standing in the most dominant female faction in WWE history. A cliche. Yeah. A completely terribly performed, out of control with the animated expressions (laughs) and cliched verbiage, an absolute cringeworthy cliche of a promo. Predictably risible. Like, the exact thing I could have seen coming. Well, for we did the bit on the preview yesterday, if you haven't missed it, <laughs> where we did the stupid bit where we very sort of, that's what I'm looking for, facetiously yeah. saying, what if she gets the picture up on the Tron of Gigi Dolan's bad eye and blame the people for her doing that? Like, it was a cliche. This is just cringe. I wonder, right, if this, so this is going to take place at Stand and Deliver, you would assume, mm-hmm. and Vengeance Day. I remember like we were talking about this on the Monday after Avengers Day Sitch. Seeing NXT wrestlers in front of a massive crowd didn't look right, did it? No. It's like like your favourite tiny band are suddenly headlining Glastonbury. Eh? That just doesn't look right. Like, nor do they necessarily belong in front of that crowd, some of them. This match is going to be on stand deliver, you would assume. Like, is this going to be like when Edge was in the Thunderdome and you were cringing and like, God, thank God Brian's in this match because he can save it. And then Edge comes out at WrestleMania and gets an absolutely enormous pop and fans are just pleased to see it. Will fans react to this? I don't know. Like, are they going to take to Gigi Dolan as a baby face? Are they going to... Is this getting heat outside of that weird building where those human beings might as well be Thunderdome screens? Mm, yeah. Because they're just doing what's asked of them pretty much. Yeah, they are... Extras. Cast they're, members. They're extras more than they are fans. Like, I don't know how this goes down in a crowd because this is so fake feeling. Even the tension, 
Like, they might over-deliver on the night. I, just, I can't read what the audience will think of this when they're in that building. I really, I think it all depends on the step. I think Gigi versus JC, even in like a street fight. Well, it's last woman standing, isn't it? That's what it's going to be. No, the last not for of, me. Last women of Toxic, aren't it's they? It's so. JC versus Gigi in a doors match. What's that? The, uh, you know, like the GC dub special. Oh, yeah, no tables, just doors. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I don't know. Can they have a match where it's that first level of uh, Takeshi's Castle or the first level of Fall Guys, oh, yeah. where it's just a series of doors and you've got to commit to running into it full as hard in the face as possible. And face like, one, like, One's paper and one's a door each time and yeah. you just keep going until only one woman is left standing. And they're the true boss of Toxic Attraction. Yeah. And then Mandy Rose returns <laughs> through a window. Should have used the window rather than the door for some reason. It's the opposite of what people say and do. Uh, right, then we're backstage with uh, Trish you and Thea Hale's very jumpy, of course, about what happened with her and uh, last week when she got kidnapped briefly. Yeah. Um, and they're like, look, there's Duke Bloody Hudson, there's Andre Chase. They're like, look, if you're, you know, if you're not 100%, we can always push the match back. And she says, no, 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 if I do that, Gideon wins. She says, I'm going to look Thea in the face and say, hi, Thea. I'm Thea. And you're getting Andre Chase University size ass whooping. I was like, yeah, let's fucking go. Pumped by this. I grossly misread last week when the GM captured her and just like hit a leg and gave her back. I thought, oh, they've kind of like downscaled their uh, kidnapping plots these days. I didn't realize it was the start of an actual story. Yeah. Like they're going, like they're going down the, like I have to use the comparison. I know like here's you big fans work like it. They're going down the Julia Hart Cuription. Actually, no, it's not that. The Eddie Kingston Cuription yeah. <laughs> Avenue with the Hale. Like it's, it's her earnest love of everything she's doing. Yeah, going to be more powerful than the Jim's powers. Is that the story I they're going to tell? So. I I don't want like. Dark Like a black letterman jacket. Like, cheers you. But oh my God, G's and letterman jackets. J. I know, it's not actually Jism. But this would feed into the match a little bit later. We also got a vignette for Sol Ruka talking about being a free spirit, which was instilled in her by her parents. She was, yeah, just allowed to do whatever she wanted, really. Because and that's taught her to not be afraid of making mistakes. She talks about debuting her soul snatcher, uh, practicing it in the uh, PC or whatever it is. Um, she screwed it up at first, but I mean, look at it, what it is now. Asks Zoe Stark what it's like now. She'll fall down, but she'll get back up. It's, it's weird this because it's it's good. I think it's NXT's terrible. She was brought in like she surfs. Like also, she wrestles sometimes, but mainly she surfs. Yeah, let's, let's not like lose focus here. She surfs. This is a character rather than a gimmick. Somebody with a free spirit and a willingness to gamble and try yeah. is a character Crap. versus a gimmick, which is, which is a surfer. Like, good. Good from a wrestling point of view. Bad from an NXT point of view. They should absolutely, like, Isla Dawn can't be like, uh, my powers were never literal, guys. Apart from the time you saw it on a pay-per-view, my powers weren't literal. It was just trying to get into people's heads. You can't do that. Don't go down that route. I want literal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> get the surfboard back. Yeah, get the surfboard back. Uh, I... <laughs> She's trying to do the whole self-effacing, self-deprecating. Like, I feel like there was an idea of this woman's a literal superhero. Let's humanize her. Otherwise, she might not connect with the public. And she's like, the first one sucked. And like, she was like, <laughs> trying to be the self-deprecating. I remember when I tried the Soul Snatcher for the first time. The first one sucked. <laughs> Play the tape. I want to see, I want to see 10 botched Soul Snatchers yeah, yeah. in a TikTok. Back to back to back to back yeah. to back. And I did not think that it went well, personally. 
That's a thing, though. It is your thing. <laughs> You're the soul smasher now. <laughs> Not a surfer. Then it was time for Tiffany Stratton and Thea Hale. Um, I couldn't decide who I wanted to win this one. Um, but it was all about, yeah, uh, maybe Thea would have had this match won, but of course, you dig him. Uh, are constantly distracting her from uh, from ringside. So she gets a decent bit of offense in uh, and then looks around and there is, well, initially there's one of, uh, they're wearing their, their weird masks. Um, and she, she gets a bit, bit thrown by all this, bit distressed by all this, but gets back into it. Um, and then... It's not even technically Joe Gacy that finally no. costs her. Joe Gacy's on, I think he's on these Eagle's Nest bit things. Yeah. He's up there. She's pleading him, please no. Uh, Stratton takes advantage, works her over, but Hale fights back again, makes a comeback, dives out of the ring, and there's The Rock's daughter, <laughs> Ava Rain. Um, that completely throws her off her game. Stratton capitalizes. BME, best moonsault ever from Tiffany Stratton, which looked great. One, two, three. Right. The finish looked great. This match, in every single criteria, was the absolute <laughs> It was fucking terrible. The acting of Thea Hale was just... I understand she's like a naive... I get what they're trying to do, but uh, there's absolutely no way that anyone, even someone who's very naive and very inner feelings like Thea Hale could possibly be intimidated by these dolls. Action-wise, there's a bit where Thea Hale was trying to... got distracted by one of the jizzing and tried to, like, at the same time as trying to put um, Tiffany Stratton back into the ring. She's distracted, so she just stopped, and then Tiffany Stratton just went in (laughs) (laughs) and, like, got in a position to take a move. It's like, what are you doing here? It's... Terrible, the selling, the action, the logical order of events, the selling on the outside. This was an absolute atrocity of a match. Wilborn, I know you're looking forward to it. I know you like both wrestlers involved, but this was abysmal. I like the idea that uh, Chase U is going to become like the NWO in uh, WCW, and it's just going to have different factions. It's like the Goths at school. (laughs) And then they're going to slowly just take over the whole thing. People smoking behind the bike sheds. I'm into that, actually. No, the match, I was not into this match. This was absolutely terrible. And the idea that it was supposed to be kind of like, I know Tiffany Stratton's going to go on and win and run and be a, you know, get a restart. But uh, Thea Hale. And Ava Rain are going to have to have a... Like, that's where this is headed. There's a match, there's mixed tag matches, there's all sorts you do with the Jism and Cheshire. This didn't, this didn't make me want to watch that. Like, Ava Rain at this point, she's been led astray. Obviously, her deadbeat dad's too busy concentrating on his football league um, to pay the attention to deserves. Oh, yes, Saturday. Kicks off this Saturday. I'll be, big, uh, big Saturday for content. It is. Not that we're doing content on the XFL. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a big or are permitted to do content on much of the New Japan stuff. A big day for posting. Yes. Hi, right, big day for person. We uh we're all we're all roughnecks here, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, Arlen, we like the roughnecks. Arlen and Roughnecks are our, our team. That and the uh, Vegas Vapors for me. Yeah, North and South Division. Are they in the same yeah, league? They're, they're in South, I, I think. Anyway, the Rock needs to check in on Ava Rain rather than yeah. stupid football league. Do you think they're gonna do a bit where in the middle of some of their like you say they're gonna do this about a million times probably? It looks like Thea Hale might have the match won and then 
they're going to do something and the Chase U flag's going to burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> no! Andre Chase is running a class and he's like, nobody's focused today. What's going on? And he's writing on the board. And then he turns around and the whole class is wearing those Yeager oh, masks. Oh, my God. Oh, God damn it. Shut up. so good. <laughs> and Thea Hale's going to say, I've hit rock bottom. <gasps> Wait a minute. Look into the camera for 30 seconds so everyone really gets the point. Give me a minute on that. I'll come back to okay. <laughs> uh, Big Body Happy's back. Yeah. Um, and he, he does this big spiel to Tatum Paxley uh, and eventually asks if she'll be his Havy time instead of Valentine. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> but unfortunately, she's taken. Uh, so he goes, oh. Ivy Nile, and does the exact same spiel. And uh, she's like, you know what? Yeah. And he's like, get in. And she immediately puts him in a dragon sleeper. Um, and then... <laughs> I was bit, oh my god! <laughs> so I'm swearing down watching this. Right, I was. I know we watch this like early in the morning, and sometimes you can get a bit. Thrown. I had the same thing. I think I thought there's Isla Dawn inhabited a table because <laughs> I was. I, I wasn't that stupid. I was looking for the recording device. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was looking for the recording device, then realised that there was a massive speaker there. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking this. I took a drink. Which one? Which one? You I was, I was, you, you got, people can't see who you're pointing to. So I was with the Cedric thing. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't ready for yours. Shit, table. Now. Don't touch that table, mummy. Bleed tar. <laughs> yeah, so a voice is saying, oh, oh God. It's it's chain stuff, Sidge. Uh, Ivy doesn't want to be chained to Tatum. And Tatum is tired of being weighed down by Ivy. Maybe it's safer to be in chains than stand on your own. You know, that phrase that everyone uses. This was... I was dying of laughter. <laughs> Not only is it the most inauthentic dialogue you've ever heard, but the framing of the dialogue was even stupider. Imagine going to all those lengths to, like, hook up some kind of external cable to a microphone so you could do it through a speaker and then go, right, okay, got their attention now, what do I say? <laughs> a load of bollocks, I think. <laughs> Uh, a like complete an load. Setup. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> complete load of bollocks. Because the fact they looked at that, they were staring at a table. And I was like, what's going on? We said this on SmackDown, didn't we? Because they were messing around with the invisible camera and the rules of it so much. Oh, yeah. But like, Paul Heyman was at one point listening on a conversation from behind a pillar. Mm. And it was between Jimmy and Jey Uso. And Jimmy Uso's walks maybe like four steps away. Sorry, Jey Uso's walks maybe four steps away from Jimmy. Paul Heyman comes out. What's going on over there then? Like, Jey Uso in real life would be like, Oh, Paul's there. What? Like, I just stop everything and walk right back into the shop. Like, the table. He's talking to us. <laughs> Been in the room the whole fucking time. <laughs> One can make people bleed tar and the other can set things on fire with yeah. their mind. And this is the lens they're going to to get. Just burn them alive and make them bleed tar. <laughs> just, awesome. just do that. Yeah. You've established you can. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Next up, it was uh, Damon Kemp versus Axiom. Particularly enjoyed the uh, topical references in this, Sige, with Booker T talking about The Matrix. I, don't, I do not listen to the commentary on, <laughs> a, on a single WWE show. I've got that thing, and I don't think it's just a phenomenon unique to me where I simply am able now to block it out. I know that nothing of substance has been said for, like, what, 20 years at this point, <laughs> maybe? Maybe a bit shorter. Jim Ross is good value. Um, um, hit rope, excuse me? Yeah, sorry. Yes, sorry. And... Just don't listen. I know that I don't have to listen for my under for my comprehension and entertainment to be enhanced by the commentary. That doesn't happen, so I just don't listen. Every now and then, Bukatil says something that I can't not go. What? He invites you to tune out to such an extent that when he says something so weird, you have to go back and watch yeah, it again. Yeah, it's the weirdest so thing. Do you think he's like rigging the ratings? That's why NXT has grown. It's because people are re-watching it. Be like, yeah. Well, Booker T definitely say that and then they'll give it a yeah. second watch to try and find it. There's sometimes when you hear even Vic Joseph go, well, he goes, huh? <laughs> and that's when my ears prick up. I like his, uh, one of his recent ones. <laughs> Not sure about that book. <laughs> it's like there's a nervousness to his laughter. What was the one you called out the other week? You did hear something where he's like, he completely contradicts himself. He's like, Oh, he's... It was, um, <laughs> I remember this now. He was talking about the ring rope breaking, and Vic Joseph was like, we're going to need your uh, wrestling expertise <laughs> for a unique analysis book about the ring ropes breaking. <laughs> Does this happen a lot? It's what we call an anomaly, Vic. Happens all the time. <laughs> Happened like five times. I know it's all it's, it's all every wrong. Kind of wrong. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I think the thing that's through me is, is earlier on on this show you've said you've explicitly said right. So Wanksalot is twenty two. Yeah, he mm-hmm. said, "Oh, don't worry, 20, loads of twenty two year olds haven't hit a home run." So you, one of your wrestlers is younger than the film you're referencing. It's from twenty four years ago, The Matrix. God, yeah. Then he, uh, like the women's champion is younger than me. Yeah, yeah. The, the top of your division. But it just because Axiom moves about a bit, he's like, well, <laughs> that looks a bit matrixy to me. In the latest sequel, I don't know how it did at the box office, but no one ever talks about it. I never yeah. bothered to watch it, no. Anyway, so uh, Neo has been uh, flying around all of its shop. Oh, because she's the rock's daughter. <laughs> he's got the I'm thing there about the rock bottom. Got it. Um... <laughs> I thought David Kemp actually looked really quite good. I think it was one of the best showings I saw from him. He actually bumped nicely for him. I was going to say the second half of your sentence was true. Okay. Um, Because, yeah, Axiom's flying around. He's quite talented, that Axiom. Mm. Good wrestler. Handsome, too. Handsome guy. Just telling his face. He's uh, having his best time. 
Uh, but yeah, I like Kemp catching Axiom coming off the ropes, wheelbarrow suplex, a couple of Germans and a big clothesline to send Axiom out the ring. Lovely angles on these bloody suplexes, I thought. Mm. Um, and I, I like, don't know if they were trying to do it that dangerously. Just got that, I'm, I'm glad am, they did. That amateur All-American stuff that gets Jim Ross off. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's an electric chair into a German suplex for a near fall for Kemp. Axiom makes a comeback, though. Golden ratio finisher, one, two, three. Yeah, this is going to sound condescending, and I don't mean it to. Kemp was a genuinely good base here, and that's a skill. And, yeah. like, it's good to see him developing something. If they've isolated a thing he can do, that's fucking right. Yeah, hide the negatives, of which there are plenty, and you extend with the positives, of which there are currently few, but make them count. He didn't need the win, just needed to look like he belonged a little more than he has done so far. Looked a bit like a killer. Yeah. That's it. I couldn't tell the extent to which all of this was intended because he's Damon Kemp and he's very, very green and you don't really see that kind of angle of any suplex on WWE TV. So a bit heart and mouth, but I got something out of it. Mm. It's like you actually got something from being in Diamond Mine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why'd you leave them? <laughs> um, we get some shots from the date between Sir Anxalot and Kiana James. It's all looking... Going pretty well, Sidge. Yeah, no, he wasn't doing bad. Like, he's got some game. Um, Out for chicken. <laughs> then, oh, uh, I did not oh, say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you see, you see. I don't know if you watched the whole thing yet. Dominic and Rhea's Valentine's oh, Day. Yes, I watched it. Yeah. Chicken fingers. Chicken tenders, I. <laughs> With ranch. Yeah. No ketchup. She's like, I, like, I love this because I felt seen. It's like nothing too spicy. No ketchup. Uh like wine in the toilets in prison, you yeah. said as well. It's Is they not uh, getting a bit annoyed at Dom at this point? Well, they all are. This is like they're all like, oh, bloody hell. I was scrolling in the comments for oh, I wish I was her wallet. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the date, date's going on. We cut back, and uh, there's uh, Boris Johnson and uh, Fallon Henley, and she's like, ah, I can't stand this anymore. I've got to go and tell him. Tell him what? And they head off. Um, Grayson Waller's getting kicked out. Took ranting. Biggest star in NXT. Shawn Michaels, you're a hypocrite. You're not HBK anymore. You're a stooge. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's going to be hot in that building as well. Like, Shawn Michaels wrestling in Staples Center in 2023. Let's go. Like, that's going to be weird, isn't it? Yeah, that's going to be class. Does he win? Shawn. Nah. He puts Grayson over. Yeah. yeah. Main event? He can't, do, he can't do that to Bron Breaker, but it could be unsanctioned lights out deal. Bron Breaker's not following bloody Shawn. No, he's not, is he? <laughs> I'd like the idea of uh, of Shawn Michaels going, I could literally work a match with anyone in NXT and it'd be better than the final match I used to have. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I should have said at the beginning of this show, this show's all about you know a wrestling legend coming back to challenge the world champion. Um, and Miko Satamora's on this as well later because Bron Breaker's here. Uh, he gets on his mic. Uh, he's, a, he's a professional broadcaster. Uh, he... Uh, Talking about one door closes, another one opens. Everyone's excited for the next challenge. That's Feels a bait and switch, the quality of which you would tape the travel news with in local radio, that was. <laughs> the, the, the listeners just never saw it coming. Uh, everyone wants to see me versus him, because that's what Carmelo is. But before we can get any of that, here comes Jinder Mahal and Indus Share. Bron says, uh, you're not the man I expected to see. Uh, and Jinder says, well, great champion has to expect the unexpected. Um... He's admired the fact that for almost a year, Bron has carried NXT on his back, and you know he's become the uh, the sort of flag bearer for NXT. 
but he knows the weight that he carries on his shoulders, the stress of the next challenger, the stress of retaining that title, doing the media, the appearances, the late nights, the early mornings, the lifestyle as a former WWE champion <sighs> to the uh, current NXT champion. Is this, the, is this the title reign you envisaged? Ron says, you're damn straight. What are you even talking about here? He says, look, you must be deaf if you don't hear the small pocket fans. and You could hear them here uh, who used to love him but now hate him. And like, it's, it's the e- I know I bugger up phrases all the time, right? I realize I'm, I'm guilty of mixing my metaphors and everything like that. But the phrase is, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Everyone knows that. Not gender. You either, die a, you either die a hero or become a villain. <laughs> right? Uh, Ron says, look, the fans can, can, you know, they pay money, they can say what they want. Um, and uh, Jinder bumbles all over this, but it says, oh, you can't acknowledge acknowledge uh, that the, the tides are changing. Uh, you're vulnerable, you're weak, that's why I'm here. I want you, I want that title next week, NXT Championship. Ron says, fine by me. Uh, I didn't you need you to come out here in the new 3MB. Veer's not happy, he has to be held back at this point. <laughs> I'm a locker room leader, goddammit. Yes. <laughs> Jinder says, relax. People don't like you. That's why you had to make that little 3MB comment just to get people to cheer you for a bit. And they won't like you even more after I take that title off you. They won't even pity you. But don't worry. The Maharaja will. I Dreadful, this. Uh, his delivery was genuinely for a person who's been given what he has over the course of his career was unacceptable. This is terrible. I get why they're doing this. I don't get why they believe that anyone would want to watch it. Like, I get it. He w- had the NXT title shot against Seth Rollins and nearly came close, and he's been a former WWE champion, and they've done this formula where people come in, have a feud with Braun or somebody else, and then disappear again. I don't know how they thought they could promote this and make people think, oh, yeah, actually, now I am into Braun Breaker versus Jim. There was not a single segment between these two. This was a bad one. But the, even a good one would have maybe, oh, it's next week, boys. I can't believe it. The gender match is now. It's not, they're not doing it. Stand and deliver. It's right. I just it, impossible, impossible match to build. Execution was terrible, as I said, and I get what they're going for here. Open goal. Who can we get that? The people, the kind of people who are turning on Braun, who do they hate? Are oh, they hate Jinder because he disgraced the title? Let's get him in and that little heat break, uh, breaker up. And it just, it's so transparent and a shortcut. It's not going to work at all. Just, it's astonishing that we're only about what. Seven, I think I said the other day it was like 50 days till WrestleMania, and they can't possibly build a, a huge title match with a quite possible title change for that long. So we'll just spin the wheels for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's fine. That's how you have to do these things. And I think the idea isn't the worst, but it's not a good one either. And it's not going to work. I and I, it's one of those ideas where I get where they're coming from, but it's Jinder Mahal is it's not 2017 anymore. You don't get that rage of the sanctity of wrestling just mm. like fraying before your very eyes like people are well over it now well over it like Jinder's been at this 15 years right not Jeez. like denigrating too much maybe a little bit longer and this week for the next seven days he has to do those tough enough 2001 Triple H bump drills because he hasn't even got a good snap and he's got to take a Bron Breaker spear and the whole deal of that is like he's got to have some good snap and he's not, and a bronze spear is going to look like he's just diving into a jelly or something like that, and it's just supposed to be bronze last thing before the big Carmelo Hayes match. Like, 
Jinder Mahal. Bring back Dolph Ziggler, that's what I say. Yeah. Like, have one more bash at Dolph a year on from beating him. Dolph's like, I've had a year. He can sell a spear. He looked great. Exactly. Like, even Dolph, who they've gone through, what, they had like three matches together. They've done it. They've completed it. I'd rather that because at least, you know, you're getting that cool spear yeah. at the end. And not to step on my own dick. But, like, you could do the exact same thing they're going to do with this match next week with the interference of Indershare, right, with just Bobby Roode, like, or someone like that. Some, one of Dolph's mates, yeah. Miz or whoever it may be, just do that. Aye, Corbin rocks up for the week or something. Yeah, yeah like, it's just, that's, Jinder needs to spend a week bumping as hard as he can, attacking the mat, just so that spear is good, because I don't, I don't see how they pull anything memorable out of that match. Oh, we'll preview it next week, of yeah. course. <sighs> Um, uh, speaking of former champions, Caden Carter, Katana Chance, they quite rightly go up to Roxanne Perez and Miku Satamora uh, and apologize uh, about what happened and say, look, we're just pissed off about losing our titles. And Rox is like, thank you for that. So do you not want the match? So they're like, no, 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 we want to fight a legend like this. It's an honor. And uh, Roxy thanks Miko for, for being by her side and Miko teases something by saying, I've got my reasons. Good. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, Indy Hartwell's backstage with Mackenzie. She says, look, I enjoyed seeing Gigi get a bloody Hulk skull kick team. Um, but then, because of what's that you've put her through. <laughs> Baby faces. It was really good. <laughs> but um, she's fed up with seeing JC spew that hot garbage. Um, she's dead wrong if she thinks she's going to be top of the division, just like Toxic Attraction are dead. Uh, the only place you're going to be is behind me to set up a match for next week. Can't wait. Yeah, I've got lots to say, but let's save something for the preview. We finally got there. Oh, finally. And uh, then was, I mean, it was it was a two part two part heartbreaker. This because Tony D basically had his one fingertip on that title. Because mm -hmm. Wesley comes out, it's open challenge time, and I thought, don't you fucking dare here! But no, Tony's music plays. Out comes Tony D. Outcome sticks. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Really bad. Um, and this is it. And I'm like, here we go. This is it. That prick Dijak sneaks in, snatches the life out of Tony D. And there's a little moment. I'm not sure if you picked up on this. It was blindingly obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Where Stax thinks, there's well, still technically an open challenge going on here. But no, he is the underboss to Tony D. For now. No, I got nervous. Uh, goes after him. I've seen that face of his on that show in this studio. Oh, no, I recognise that. Uh, and he it goes after the man murdering his <laughs> boss, I suppose. And instead, it is Bob Wagner <laughs> who attacks Wesley from behind, and we get straight into the North American <laughs> Championship match. Mr. Stone, Robert Stone, whatever we bloody call him, is at ringside. Uh, I like the bit where they spill to the outside... Uh, Wesley's doing Wesley things because surprise, surprise, he's great. Cuts him, he cuts him off, takes him outside, and just murders him on the commentary desk to the point that even Mr. Stone's like, "All right, all right, Von, <laughs> get him back in the ring. You can't kill him out here." Um, Lee ducks a big boot, standing moon salts, wobbles Von Wagner, uh, goes for a tornado DDT, but gets caught and face planted. Um, and he's, uh, Von goes for a big gorilla press and just haul him out of the ring once more. He gets hit with four straight super kicks. The cardiac kick, one, two, three, Wesley retains. Just not as good as the Dijak match with a very similar dynamic. I would not, I know they want to book this to have 
the next <laughs> character development yeah. for Von Wagner. That's an oxymoron, for God's sake. So I know why they booked it, but it could only pale in comparison to that total over-delivery of a Dijak Wesley match. Yeah, I um, I know it's not typical in wrestling to be like sort of doing the hair ruffling for the guy that's monstering somebody else. But then maybe it is because of the development we got yeah. later on when he was doing the sort of Hulk smash type offense. He was like, there was an element of you like, you're not going to win. So uh, go on, give him a bit yeah. of help for five minutes because you're going to get your ass kicked. And maybe it was agented in such a way because of what we got later. So in that sense, Wagner performed his duties admirably. Again, maybe I'm biased, but I was like, oh, another, another title defense I see. That'll look good for the record books when you eventually drop it. There's a chance. There's a chance, guys. But uh, Is there? there's always a chance, unless something bad happens with. Yeah, yes! <laughs> oh, hey, Starks, how's right, it Stax. going? Hi, Starks. Hi, okay. you sit here, mate. Thanks, Willie. How's it going, guys? See, uh, a tough break last night for Big Tony, huh? Ah, uh, it's yeah. a shame. But you know, maybe you shouldn't put his business. Good point. At least he's got friends like these who always got his back. Correct. You've yes. always got his back, Stacks. You were straight to his side there, weren't you, Stacks? Exactly. As fast as my tiny feet could carry me, I was protecting my boss. Anyway, how was your uh, rest of your V-Day, huh? You lose your V-Place, huh? Oh, you're both married with children. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got my wife some flowers. Yeah, had a nice dinner. Did you? Yeah, we did, actually. I didn't, uh, get, no, I didn't get a present. You got flowers? No, no, Christ, no. I got her a card and I left the 59p sticker on. It's kind of a bit we do, but like I think we're both glad it exists. All right. That okay. bit, you know. Sounds great, doesn't it, Stacks? What? 20 years. What we like to do, well, what I like to do is whenever there's a hint of, right, okay, I'm going to get you flowers. We're both like tidy the house because you want, you don't want like flowers in a shithole base. Yeah. <laughs> So whenever there's flowers, there's always... Too the much of a reminder of the reality, isn't it? Like, the flowers are... Put it this way, boys, okay? Whenever you give the lady some flowers in the Sidgwick household... Whenever you give the lady some flowers in the Sidgwick household, there's always the implicit promise, yeah? Of a tidy house, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a good one, thing. Anyway, I'm with the... Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, before I get to the jokes, obviously I got my initial thing. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, Sitch, for a woman... Romance is uh, roses on a piano. <laughs> For me, it's two lips on an organ. Ow! How you doing? Stax is out of control. Uh, Stax, man. <laughs> Come on, Stax. Stax, I think you might be going like near the edge of your <laughs> material so. here. Like, it's not like the late night clubs <laughs> in New York City. It's like a podcast. We're How? watching a lot of Andrew Dice Clay recently. <laughs> Don't. Okay. Don't don't do that. Don't, are those Tony's tapes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the underboss. Well, I've watch watch been mainly watching The Godfather, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tony has it on the other room. I pick, joke, pick up some stuff. Joke, question, joke number one, Sidge. Do you know how to uh, romance a country girl? Hmm? Oh, wait there, we can work this out. Okay. How do you romance a country girl? Country girl stuff. Field. Field. Farm. Horse riding. Horse riding. Flowers. Flowers. Don't know. No. How do you romance a country girl? You got to do something sexy to attract her. To attract her, huh? Yeah, that's not bad. That's, yeah, that's good. That's, that's, that's not that cancelable. Just the right side of the line. Just you wait. Hamlet, question two. Joke number two. What's long and hard and full of semen? <laughs> a boat. I was going to say submarine. Uh, yeah. Submarine, <laughs> huh? Yeah. 
<laughs> God, the more you number them, the more we can't edit them. Stack. Jesus Christ, I'm getting a sweat on part. Joke number, question, joke number three. How does a man really satisfy his wife in bed? Huh? Buy her an escort. <laughs> How does a man really satisfy? I'm, I'm thinking with Stax's recent yeah. comedic sensibilities that this is going to be a little bit 50s, quite frankly. I think he wants you to go low and he's going to go high. I think that's well, we'll it. see, we'll see. How do you really satisfy your wife in bed? <laughs> uh, Careful, guys. How do you? How does? How does your man really satisfy? How his does he wife do it? Bed. Like I don't know. Bring a breakfast. I don't know. Bring a breakfast, or else and now she'll button it. Something like that. Yeah. A man really satisfy his wife in bed <laughs> by sleeping on the fucking sofa. <laughs> the way I tell him. See you later, guys. Bye, Stacks. Oh, that was a relief. Thought he was after that start. I wonder where uh, he's gonna no, go. I was. I was wondering how blue it was gonna get. Just on edge. Just every time he's in the room now. Yeah. What dates we got coming up soon? Because I'm just concerned about. He's kind of topical based, isn't he? At the moment, yeah. he just seems to Google the c- current thing and then the word dirty. He just or looks something. at the Google Doodle yeah. and then, yeah, leave right. jokes about it. Oh the well, spring. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Any elephant based holidays coming up? <laughs> no, apparently not. Okay. <laughs> Hank Walker. Ugh. He's a. He's got new gear. But you weren't into the high emotion on display. Oh, is my there. God. He's got I'll tell you what, they braid each other a little bit. That was all right. Yeah. <laughs> they got, it's got Walker in across the front of it. Yeah. You're a gear guy. I mean, he looked like absolute <laughs> but I think that was the point, so, you know. Uh, and he's not got his boots, so he's got his old sort of cowboy boots on. Yeah. But don't worry, Drew Gulak says, you can borrow some of mine. A genuine error for me here. Like, I know that they wanted to, like, tease out the Drew Gulak turn. But they'd done it already. I wanted to see Hank Walker with the singlet and his regular work boots. Yeah, yeah. Rather like the rest. You didn't need the wrestling boots to see we are pals. Because they're trying to say that like, does, he just doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. He's caught between a rock and William Regal's son. Like, they're both terrible. Just make a choice. It, it could have even done a nice joke about like, you got your working boots on. He's like, oh, don't worry. I've got my... Great. Better. Yeah. Wilborn. Just call me butter, baby. On a roll. He I should mean, write. He should write for the show. <laughs> yeah, should, say, it's not quite the attaboy boy that you sometimes give me on the dynamite preview. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a resounding enthusiastic. <laughs> uh, so it's Charlie Dempsey uh, versus Hank Walker, um, and back and forth, pretty stiff back and forth, and then Walker goes for a Fujiwara armbar. Dempsey reverses into that Heg and Heg Heg and leg stretch or head and leg stretch. Even uh, looks pretty brutal uh, for the submission victory. Uh, Dempsey, I was going to say celebrates, he stands up and looks meanly at Drew Gulak and then puts it back on Hank Walker. And you think, Drew, save your boy. And Gulak, I didn't think that. <coughs> I did not think anything or no. feel anything. Gulak goes to enter the ring, but then suddenly stops. And uh, refs eventually get Dempsey to break hold. And uh, suddenly you realise Drew Gulak has betrayed Hank Walker and he walks off with his... New protege, Charlie Dempsey. 
Just when you think that this show is about shagging, Drew Gulak is instructed to pretend like he wants to have full sex with professional wrestling. Like this look, it's like, oh God, what do I do? Like, I like him, but I'm in love with this great stretching submission style yeah. game of Drow Dempsey. Just don't take the piss out of me, man. No, they, like took, they took the piss. Yeah. They took the piss here. Uh, Von's kicking about backstage, flipping benches. I'm so mad. Robert, I swear we had this like two weeks ago, but yeah. anyway. Uh, Mr. Stone staring at him. Uh, and he says, you got nothing to say? You got nothing to say? He's what he I've says. had it up to here. <laughs> By which I mean the height of me, Von <laughs> Wagner. Just in case there was any confusion. <laughs> Mr. Stone, I've had it up to six foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Stone says, look, I've got plenty to say to you, but, I mean, what's the point? Then say it. <laughs> I couldn't go on Ding Dong Hello because I was too tall for the door. I couldn't get in. <laughs> so he uh, he says, look, this is Mr. Stone says, uh, you didn't lose the match because you've got no in-ring ability because you've got no connection to, to me, to anyone. You've got your walls up. Help me help you. That's the central message here. I said about 10 f***ing times. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, look, all you are is a come Tuesday meme. No, he's not. Not all he is. He's also hard. Uh, but yeah, he'll get him where he wants to go, but he has to help me help you. They did this two weeks ago. Yes, but I'm look, it's against the preview pattern, and we should come up with some, some nice bits mm. on the preview because they're going to humanize Von Wagner. <laughs> they want to form connections with the audience. Like, go out there, Von, and dance for yeah. me. Like that kind of stuff. They Live want... a little. I've already lived 27 <laughs> years. Maybe this is like a long Is that a like... little? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this is I love he's like Mr. Logic out the face. That's, yeah. That's all he said. It's like Von Wagner explains it all. Nah, 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 nah. Do you think this is their, their little dig at like, oh, okay, you want to commit to AW for five years again, do you? Right, well, we're going to ruin Break the Walls Down. We give it to Von Wagner. <laughs> Wagner countdown. Like with the number. Break the Walls Down. Five, four, <laughs> three, two. The countdown is over, so now it is my turn to come out. Break the Walls Down, <laughs> but then there would not be a building. <laughs> Just the massive pop. Wagner instead of Jericho. Ooh, I am a wizard. Not really, I am a wrestler. Hey, Vaughn, to do this Jericho bit, you're going to have to stand with your back to the crowd. I will not be able to see them. <laughs> GFY, but I cannot f*** myself. It is physically impossible. And believe me, Let's save this, save this. We've got this save this for next week. <laughs> Write this down. Of course it will not suck itself. How could that be possible? <laughs> About every time, once a week, we find, find something that's here just going to get fully invested in through the preview. It's now Von Wagner. Yeah, I, 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 I can't believe this. It's so good. Uh, I know. <laughs> No, you'll love what came next, Sige, because it's time to go to the pub with Gallus. Don't want to again. <laughs> again. They go to the pub with Gallus. Skip. <laughs> <laughs> they play pool. Pretty deadly. Try and inject something into this. 
uh, uh, they, they pot the wrong balls. Uh, and they keep buying Gallus drinks because if they can beat him, they'll get a title shot. And then at the end, they still haven't beaten him. So they pick up the tab and they can't believe how much they've spent. And then Gallus says, you can have a title shot anyway when they're not on the new day. We don't back down from anything. All you have to do is ask. Ugh. Shawn Michaels is doing a good job of booking himself, but he's still an idiot. If you want a babyface, pretty deadly, and I actually support that because they're the base, right? You yeah. want to be able to cheer for this act. Have them be pretty deadly dickheads against heels instead of babyfaces. Don't make them sympathetic losers. And like, oh, we're just really sad. Like, just, they can be as bombastic and as stupid as ever. Gallus have any with the faces here. Are they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's what I thought. Oh, I took it as like, this is pretty deadly. Like, oh, God, we're just on the bones of our asses, and Gallus are so... Like inherently dislikable. Well, they're the ones who said you didn't have to ask. Oh because yeah, because we are the baby faces. We'll give you a fair fight. I found it. It's impossible, impossible isn't it? I was going to say I didn't. <laughs> even that I didn't take as likable. I was like, ah, oh, so you've just took the piss out of them. You yeah, complete yeah. pub dickheads. Like they're, they're, and they don't buy a round. Another awful, oh, another awful. Quality. Only our souls don't do that. Exactly. I the I worst people you know. Ties with some of Louise's mates because of that. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going out with them ever again. Yep. Go if you don't want to be involved. That's fine. Look. I, I usually do not involve myself, to be perfectly honest. I like rounds because I think it's part of the nice pub <coughs> social side of things, but I have no problem with somebody staying Absolutely out of a round. No. But if you're in one, buy yours. It's disgusting behavior. It's the big, this biggest heel move of this. I think it is. Uh, Ergo, Gallus of the heels. Yes. <laughs> Ilya Dragunov's backstage with McKenzie. They're showing footage of what happened with him and JD months back, of course, saying like, it's hard to watch this. It's hard recovery, but pain makes you feel alive. Um, not me. I actively avoid it to feel like I've actually ill you. <laughs> God, I hate him. Me too. Thank God, Sage. I, I felt guilty a little while ago. It's like he's coming out and having these like four-star matches. It's like, God, he's a dragon of NXT. He's changing the game. Oh, he's making it worse. He's, honestly, I, hate it. I just don't like him. There are places for intense wrestlers to apply their trade, and it is not welcome here. No. Uh, he's a hell of an upbringing. Jesus Christ, if you ever read about that. Yeah. So I respect him. Uh-huh. He's great at his craft, but his craft is not TV wrestling. No. Uh, McKenzie talks about detaching JD McDonald's retina, uh, and he says that's just the beginning. Never mind all that though. His <laughs> trick Williams on yeah. the track. <laughs> uh, calls out Ilya Dragunov, and Ilya Dragunov uh, goes to goes to fight him. But it's a long old trip, so it gives Trick Williams time to to cut a promo on him. Oh, I made you the baddest man in Europe. I'll drop you like a mixtape. I'll drop you like uh, JD dropped you four months ago. Uh, Ilya finally comes out, gets in the ring. Uh, oh, 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 very entertaining! You <laughs> said you couldn't do impressions. You did like you did Metro Raji Elia. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's incredible! Right. New rule: you do all the Elia stuff from now on. Elia's trying to like nick a tap of the outside of work. <laughs> uh, Says tricks, very entertaining uh, and the life of the party, but he didn't come to NXT to have fun. No <laughs> uh, come on, me, don't give me the look, you're in front. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, get, I'll update everyone on the uh, AW Dynamite preview on what the score is. Uh, he said, anyway, they get into a fight. I can't hear. Uh, they get into a fight, drops Trick, um, Trick goes to the outside, JD McDonough comes out, he's got an eye patch on. Um, Says Dragunov should be in jail. Should he listen when he said, go home and stay home? He's going to beat him so bad, he's not going to be able to hold his son. 
Uh, then a trick, trick attacks him from behind. Uh, talks trash to Ilya and slides out, walks past JD. JD goes to sort of pick the bones, but Ilya gets back up. I thought they needed at least one ripper for these arena shows, and this would be that for uh, standard deliver. Mm -hmm. It's not going to get that. I don't know how serious this ideal is, but it's not going to get that far, is it? It's going to be roadblock. And yeah. TV rippers just don't land in the same way that that Dijak Wesley one did. So yeah. it's going to be something else. Something else for Ilya, I think. Um, but I did like what came next. Tricks backstage. Mello's just sort of, you know, pissed off reading all the comments about people jumping in front of him from the queue. But long term, it's probably for the best because we get him at standard deliver instead, and that's great. Um... And uh, Trick is pumped. <laughs> he comes in, you catch this line. Six foot four, two thirty-five, all chocolate. <laughs> Love Trick Williams. Trick so Williams yeah. is the best. He's the best. And Mello's like, uh, I don't know. He's a bit different. Uh, he says, No, I'm different. Mello's like, No, you woke the dragon. And uh, Trick's like, No, I'm not worried. It's my time. I'm the meanest. I'm the prettiest. I'm the baddest around here. That's all it is, and that's all it's going to be. Yes. I hope he wins next week. He's not going he's to. He's not going to yeah. ever, but he's the best. It was a reminder of, like, especially against Elia, a stark reminder of who the show is for and who it's not. Like, how great Trick was here. It's just somebody, like, that radiates all this charisma. That's who should be on this brand. Yes. Somewhere Open else. Open really. shirt, the muscles, he the lines. And then, well. Oh, very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I've got a trick or two. Rabbit out of the hat. Or the chin lock out of the hat. Uh, anyway, right. Cuts my entertainment value in half. Yes. Yeah. It's time for the end of the day. Ah, God oh, damn it. No. God damn it. Uh, Kiana's saying how much of a great time she's had. Brooks has some terrible chat about the moon and the stars. And Do you like the music cue? Yeah. When they looked up to the stars. <laughs> that was nice. Anyway, so if you remember this earlier... Kiana was uh, playing with her keys. Kiana's playing with her keys, and uh, we all know what that means. Slow pan to the keys. <laughs> and uh, Brooks goes in, goes the 90, goes for the kiss. And it looks like maybe Kiana's going to go the 10, although she does have her eyes open. Notice that. In comes Fallon Henley. Stop everything. She's cheating on you. Zach, I heard this phone call. You said you loved him. Kiana's like, I do love him. So Wax, like, I can't believe what he's hearing. But, <laughs> guys, it's Kiana's brother. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's his brother. Yeah. You said that like everyone in the world would have said that. Yeah. But the thing is, what if you don't know what a brother looks like? Thankfully, Zach's there. <laughs> he's, uh, Looking after See, the dogs. That's weird. <laughs> he says, uh, I didn't know when you were going to be back, so I uh, fed the dogs, and now I'm going to... Why did he explicitly say I'm going to leave through the garage? The garage. <laughs> that would involve him having to, like, walk through the shop. You so, yeah. I noticed you've got a huge camera crew and, like, 20 <laughs> people here, so I'll leave through the garage. Uh, he's Is that leave. okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. What's up, Zach? <laughs> Weirding everybody out. So, and Zach gives me the creeps. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kiana, furious with Fallon. When are you going to start trusting me? It's ruined. She heads inside, and uh, Fallon doesn't have the words even to apologize to Sir Wanks a lot, but he says, it's fine. Mopes off. Like I think she's a Jezebel, <laughs> and I think that she is manipulating... 
And I'm saying she's a Jezebel because it's a bunch of blokes who write this program just yeah. to get on top of Quite her. Quite right, yeah. My God, I think that Zach is a paid actor of some description who has been invented and paid off by Kiana James. With some of that business money. With some of that business money that she earned from doing business. Yep. With the idea being that she can drive a wedge between the Cowboys and Fallon and just get herself into that bar. Just buy another bar. <laughs> or wrestle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Wrestle very well and make more money than you would running one establishment your main event, WrestleMania. I mean, said so you're going to pitch stupid stuff, then what's the point of doing this podcast? I, I thought know, we were going to be serious. Sorry, like, sorry. This story is so detailed and hot right now that we're like, me and Cedric got a different end of this entirely. Like, debate is raging. Nowhere online. But in our offices, yeah. debate, oh, debate yeah. is raging. I think uh, Keanu James is for real. I think this is all leading to the Cowboys winning the belts. Oh. All four of them having belt party and a wedding at the bar. And Keanu's like, look... Like, all of this has come together, and I've saved the bar. The bar's bigger than ever. And then the fix is in, and she leaves him at the altar. And who haven't we seen for ages? The assistant, <gasps> who's been doing the business in the background. So probably Jezebel in the end, too. But, like, I think we get... Actually, it's certain to be a Jezebel. Sign the wedding thing. Psych, that's the bar. You're signing no. the bar over to me. No, he's like... Fallon's like, okay, I trust her now, but gotta get a prenup. Uh, Kiana be shopping. And uh, he doesn't... I love her! And, I uh, trust her, Briggs! And I, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Sean's doing the ceremony, obviously. And, uh, like, husband and wife. Godhead. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, like, then she says, I want a divorce, and I'm taking half your stuff, and you own the bar somehow. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking, actually, I've changed my plan. It's not, it's not that. It's uh, married, blah, blah, blah. Right, sign here. But we need a witness to sign, you know, and you're like, oh, can we have someone to sign to witness the marriage? Oh, I think he's busy with the assistant. Fallon, do you mind just signing this to be the witness? Slide it over. Actually, that's not for the wedding. That's to sign the bar over yeah. to me. You're dumb. What about if there's anyone here present who sees any lawful reason why these two should not be married, speak now for a voice piece. Apollo Crews busts in. I've seen how this turns out. Yes. Get out. Get out now. Or the big happy ending. Does anyone here have any objection to why these two people should not be lawfully wed? And Fallon Henley can go, I love you, Jensen. It was me all along. <laughs> that's a story, isn't it? That's where he's, he's going to get his end. He's, He'll get his hold somewhere. The best yeah. Didn't he fancy the assistant and not actually Keanu James at one point? He'd have put it anywhere, <laughs> man. He'd like... Andy Rose. I, I know people who'd put it anywhere as well, and he definitely reminds me of them. <laughs> But this is the thing, it's it's the same with the whole, you know, Sammy, Roman, Cody storyline. You're fantasy booking it, even when you're not, you know, doing That's it for it. the job. Yeah. Because it's, if, there's, if there's multiple ways it can go, they're obviously doing their job. Time. And also you can uh, bait your colleagues into thinking that you're genuinely depressed when you come into work <laughs> this morning. <laughs> like I did. Got him, can't get any Murray good. Unbelievable scenes. You're right. No, not really. My mate almost got his nut last night. Yeah, we were seriously concerned something had gone wrong in your personal life. Oh! <laughs> got him good. Jester, man. Anyway, time rocks up. Unrequested jester. This was not very good, I don't think. Mm. Miko Satamori versus Ken Carr and Katana Chance. Uh, Perez does a big dive through the ropes. Satamori jumps off the apron with a senton to take us to a break when we come. Bad. 
When we come back, the tag, the former tag champs uh, are working over Roxanne. Satamora tags in, cleans house with kicks, gets a near fall on Caden Carter. Goes for that again, but they gets hit with a code breaker from Katana Chance. Gets kind of isolated. Um, gets double teamed by the former tag champs. Perez tries to help, but can't get involved. Uh, Satamora get hit, gets hit with a super Frankenstein off the turnbuckles. They go for another double team move, but Satamora counters it. Uh, hits a Pele kick, tags in Roxanne Perez, who comes in, hits that brilliant Pop Rocks finishes of hers, and pins Carter one, two, three for the victory. Yeah, I'm with Sidgwick here. I didn't think much of this, um, but I immediately, I couldn't help but be more sympathetic for them, rather than because the match was just bad on its own terms. Think Trish, Lita, and Jazz at WrestleMania 18 after Rock Hogan. Think AJ Lee in the Battle Royal after the Undertaker streak's been broken. What chance did these two have after the broken date? Do you know what I mean? Like, these four going out there trying to have a wrestling match. Nyla Rose and Statlander at Revolution. Exactly. It's always the women. It always falls the women to bring people back around when everybody's had their hearts broken. So they just never stood a chance. Um, less cynically, it was just crap. It was just, it was just bad wrestling. It was pretty bad. Uh, I was shocked at how much was blown here. Mm. They got where they needed to, as we mm. as we thought. Yeah, Samora post match says, "Look, I did you a favour." Cedric's <laughs> shaking his keys. I got a bit now, twitchy there. Now I want a favour. <laughs> I from know what you. that means. Now, thanks to NXT. Yeah, she wants a title match. Perez accepts, saying it would be an honour to defend my championship against you at NXT Roadblock. Two huge title matches announced, basically on this show. It's a cool match. What's cool? Make us Samora and Roxanne. Yeah, what's cool than this? Yeah, mm. I watched. Uh, it is cool. I young. I watched Young Make us Samora on the Guy Against documentary. <laughs> It's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, excited to see where everything in this show heads next week, as we always are. Um, but It's going to be a long week waiting for the next one. Let us know your thoughts uh, following NXT on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. I'm exhausted. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. <laughs> follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and the Dadleys here later on today to preview AEW Dynamite. <laughs> okay, that's probably good stuff on it. I can't remember. Not really, not this week. <laughs> not this week. Um, <laughs> um, but for now, this has been the NXT review. My thanks to the Dadly Boys, to Stax, to the Elephant. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.